Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as a change this evening, I'm here with my good friend, another West End chum, another bearded legend, the one and only Mr. Matthew Turk. Thank you for having me. Mate, absolute pleasure. Welcome to the podcast. So I guess to start, let's introduce yourself, give us a bit of info about how you came to support the O's. Uh, I came to support the O's through my dad, who supported it through his dad. Uh, and I've always been sitting in the West Stand since. My dad used to pick me up and lift me over the turnstiles back in the day when he was allowed. And then through £10 season tickets. Yep. And then, yeah, been sitting together ever since. Had one for about 25 years now, oh, wow. I guess. Yeah, too long. Third generation O's fan. Yeah. Wow, amazing. <laughs> so let's get a bit more info about you then. So over those 25 years, favourite player for the O's? Uh, I'd say going forward, got to be Lee Steele. Uh, not just for the goal, obviously, yeah. but just exciting to watch. Could take players on, skillful, Absolutely. you know, low centre of gravity, scored, scored some cracking goals. Uh, but then probably my favourite, not just because he's so good looking, is probably Vince a lot oh, from the last couple of years. I love that man. Yeah, I was upset when he left. Uh, but yeah, he, he'd probably be my favourite player the last yeah. couple of years. Good choices, good choices. And favourite game over the last couple of years? Probably there's a few obvious ones. Uh, take, yeah, taking out obviously the Oxford game or the Peter, uh, Peterborough game. I'd say my favourite, uh, not just been thinking about it this week because of Mooney leaving, was the Peterborough away game in a playoff season um, in the, no- the November game when we went behind and then yeah. we literally just came back and absolutely wiped the floor of them. Probably the best performance I've seen from Orient away from home, just completely dominated them. Uh, didn't give them a chance, should have been more to be honest. Yeah, total performance that wasn't it, 3-1, mm. I think Mooney got two and I think Dean Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just after half time. Ended up with one. Mm. Yeah, so thoughts on the season so far then Matt? Uh, very happy at the moment, as uh, we all are. still unbeaten. I'm being honest, after the first three games with the draws, I was a little bit sceptical. Yeah. I didn't see too much difference from last season. You know, it was you know playing okay, looked yeah. hard to beat, but we just weren't. Didn't seem savvy enough to get the victory. Uh, and then obviously the last couple of games, that's changed around. We've learned how to win. Yeah. Uh, and sort of do the ugly side of it when you need to, and play play some decent football as well. So yeah, at the moment, very happy. Great to see. So who's impressed you then this season? Who's who's been your standout kind of picks out of the players? Uh, at the moment, I mean they've all they've all done well. I mean Clay's done well after getting a lot yeah. of you know criticism. But I think for me, since he's come in, Judd, I think has been absolutely superb. Yeah. Uh, I love watching him play. Hundred percent. You know, puts his head in where it hurts. You know, doesn't care what size they are, yeah. how quick they are. You know, he'll keep at it. Widowson again has been, been fantastic, really, yeah, hasn't he? He's yeah. sort of like been one of the more experienced ones at the back. He's been getting seven or eight every every game after criticism last season. Uh, but for me, I'd probably say Marvin. Outstanding, been, isn't yeah. It? Since he's cut, if you think where he was playing this time last season, yeah. playing for Thurrock, you know, a couple of leagues down, uh, he's come in, and you know, if he keeps going the way he's going. He'll either not be at Orient for very long, or you know, next season he, he could be captain because yeah. he's got you know he's got all the attributes to you know be successful at the club. Hopefully, I think he was on a two two year deal, so he's so. here for next season as well. I'm guessing they probably want to extend that soon if he carries on the way he's going. Would have thought so. Sensational find by Steve Foster, mm. and he knows how to score a goal. He's mm. chipped in with a few, but. Great there, and then just to finish off, then in your introduction, thoughts on Justin so far? Yeah, I'm very happy with him. You know, he knows the league. Um, he's got out of it with Newport. Yeah, done. You know, I personally wanted some more business over the summer, but obviously he's proved me wrong at the moment. Yeah, the continuity is looking good. 
Uh, Alavi's come back and scored the goal. So at the moment, yeah, it's all looking good at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully just carry on. I mean, got a couple of tough games coming up now. Um, when probably they probably looked at these fixtures, you know, Solihull and Halifax and then Barnet next week before the start of the season, probably thought these were the easier games, if there are any in the yeah. league, where we'd start picking up. And as it is, they're all in great form. So, yeah, every game's looking tough at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah, they're doing well. Good thoughts, good introduction to the podcast. So, thank you, Matt. As always, we'll start with the Supporters Club updates. There's one new trip to tell you about as the O's travel to newly promoted Harrogate on Saturday, the 22nd of September. Harrogate have started mm. very well. Currently top of the conference, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they're not going to have the squad to uh, outlast the season. Yeah. And they'll start dropping. But, yeah, they just keep scoring late goals and doing well. Um, but yeah let, let them stay top for the time being Absolutely. We'll stay just behind them and then hopefully pip them absolutely so that's an early start for this one as coaches leave the supporters club at 8am for a 3pm kickoff. prices for this one are £32 for adults and £29 for concessions and there's a £3 surcharge for non-members and please remember that this price does not include your match day ticket so you can book for this game in the supporters club before the upcoming Barnet game or by calling the travel line on 07722 135970 and a bit of additional information. The quiz night was last Sunday at the Supporters Club and was won by a team called Amory and raised over £700 for the Supporters Bar. So the next quiz night has already been arranged for Sunday, the 9th of December, with all money going to Ells Foundation. And there'll be a couple of celebrities there, hopefully, Joby will appear and a couple more players and further details on that one. We'll I think you said that. Did I read the Harrogate game is not going to be segregated? Yeah, so that should did. be. Uh, can't remember the last league game that Orient would have been involved in yeah. where there was no segregation. So that should be quite fun for uh, all the uh, fans <laughs> that are going up there. For that. I reckon we'll probably take quite a few up there. Yeah, big game, big challenge, be a new ground. I'd say for most mm. Orient supporters, yeah. and it's hopefully looking, first and last time. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm looking like it's it's going to be a top of the table clash. So have a safe journey. If you're going there, and then late night trust update, mate, you want to start yeah, the honours? Um, on Sunday evening, uh, Martin Ling, Lucy Friedman, Liz Friedman, Parletti, Liam Bloy and Howard Gould represented the club and the trust at the Supporters Club quiz night and came a creditable ninth place. Uh, most enjoyable evening highlighted by the fact that one of the staff thought that penguin feet were called flaps. Nice little right there. <laughs> Cheers, Howard, for that one. Supports Club, ninth place. I'm not sure that's very good. Um, How many was that out of? Nine. Oh, yeah, cracking <laughs> I don't. <effort. laughs> I don't know. Uh, prior to the Solihull game on Tuesday, team captain Joby McEnough was the star as he surprised Junior O's fan Peyton in the club shop by delivering her her fifth birthday present personally. It was a pink O shirt with his name on the back. This was recorded by Peyton's dad and the main sponsor's dream team. They then released the footage which has now been seen by over 200,000 people. Yeah, I saw that. That was a nice people. touch. Was. Well, yeah, really nice touch, really great video. I guess that's the kind of benefit of having someone like Dream Team, whereas if not, it goes out in the club Twitter feed mm-hmm. and it gets seen by 50,000 followers. But Dream Team have that exposure and 200,000 mm-hmm. tweets or views later, it gets mm-hmm. seen by a huge audience. So lovely touch there. Well done to Joe, and we hope um, Peyton had a lovely fifth birthday. Uh, Energy Bet were the Crossbar Challenge sponsors at the game. Uh, congratulations to Lee Deering, who smashed the bar in the centre to take the winner's prize, 
although Jamie Humphreys was not far behind as his first attempt skimmed the top of the bar, so unlucky there. Yeah, well done, Lee. I can't recommend that crossbar challenge enough. We were lucky enough to do it last year, and it's amazing if you ever get the chance to do it. And then that same evening, the diversity hub was full thanks to the presence of the O's women's team, along with players, parents and coaching staff from local girls' club AFC Leighton, a selection of whom were our flag bearers on the night. The club and trust are working hard to involve more girls, and a new session for 14 to 19-year-olds will commence on Thursday the 20th of September, hosted at the Leighton Sixth Form College in Essex Road, Leighton. This is a free session and will run from half past four to six o'clock weekly. And on Wednesday the 5th, Ross Embleton and Joe Widdowson were present at the LOT Students Welcome Meeting, where around 80 new BTEC students were in attendance in the Legends Lounge. Uh, Both Ross and Joe spoke about the importance of hard work and getting out what you put in and dealing with adversity. Yeah. So that's more good work there. Amazing. That evening, the trustee of Neil Taylor, head of media and comms, Louis Stevens, and community liaison officer Howard Gould were invited by Kate Howie, who MP to the House of Commons along with their counterparts from the London Playing Fields Foundation and the NELFT to celebrate the launch of the Copering for Football Evaluation Report. It's hoped that this highly successful mental health project will eventually be rolled out across the country. On Thursday, club and trust staff were present at the Leighton Sixth Form Enrichment Fair, enticing new students with all that the O's has to offer, wow. which is quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, if you're around uh, Yard Arms in Francis Road, E10, on Wednesday evening between 7 and 9, look out for Kent Teague and Justin Edinburgh, who will be chatting to local residents and enjoying a social get-together in the local area. So that was one hell of a trust update. Thank you to Howard for sending that over and you can just see how much kind of work goes in on a weekly basis um, into the trust. So thank you there for that update. Uh, and then just to remind you all, in 10 days time on Tuesday, the 18th of September, our chairman's book, This Challenge Culture, will be published as Nigel Travis writes about his career at large and successful organisations and talks about how the best way for organisations to succeed in today's environment is to embrace challenge and encourage pushback. He covers the world's video, quick service restaurants and the purchase of the O's, peppered with many humorous events that have occurred throughout his career. So we told you last week, but you can still pre-order the book today via amazon.co.uk or at your favourite local bookshop. And one more time, that's the Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis, which is out next Tuesday on the 18th of September. Sure to be a good read. I'm sure many O's fans will pick that up. So moving on then to the week that was, we'll let you start with this one, Matt. Yeah, uh, whilst recording episode 150, well done James Dayton, who was named in the National League's Team of the Day following his goal and performance against Chesterfield. Well done to him and also well done to Adam Conway for co-hosting the episode in Paul's yeah. absence. So thank you to Adam and again that goal from James Dayton last week was a hell of a hit. And good hit. A really good victory um, going into two tough upcoming games this, this season kind of gets really going which leads us into course on Monday the 3rd of September and in the morning the ladies team were drawn away to Cambridge City in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup as the tie will be played on Sunday the 23rd of September so we wish the ladies good luck and obviously we'll cover that one uh, in two weeks time when the tie mm-hmm. is played uh, Club announced the nominees for player and goal of the month for August uh, the nominees for the player of the month were Josh Caroma, Craig Clay Marvin McPitetta and Joby McEnough uh, and congratulations goes to Marvin, who's named Player of the Month. Uh, yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. You know, he's been terrific the last month, especially coming in. Obviously, a bit of luck coming in with the injury yeah. to George, but since he's come in, he's not put foot wrong. It's been and absolutely the clean fantastic. sheets as well. 
and yeah. a couple of goals. You know, he's yeah. I think George is going to have a tough time. I think, mm. I think we've mentioned this before, but I think Kelly Kobe, who was probably one of the first names names on the team sheet about six months ago, is now mm. going to have a real struggle to get yeah. back. I think when Dan Happy came in the other way, I can't remember what game it was at home when there was another injury came in after not playing, and he he looked yeah. immaculate as well. So four really so, good you know, yeah, George could be fourth at the moment when he comes back. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of work to do. Unbelievable, but it's really good to see Craig Clay. Karoma mm-hmm. and Marvin get nominated players who you wouldn't normally associate with that award yeah, I don't think people from last season would have expected to see Clay up there absolutely but yeah the last couple of games he's been terrific really outstanding I think since the third game of the season mm-hmm. we had a lot of kind of criticism coming from um, via tweets and since then mm-hmm. he's been outstanding yeah so, I yeah. think the, the Solihull we'll come on to it soon but the Solihull game he was that's the best I've seen him play yeah many percent many percent and the nominees were also announced for goal of the month so Macaulay Bond for his goal against Barrow, Josh Karoma, his goal against Maidstone, Marmanek Patessa for his goal against Gateshead, and Josh Karoma for his goal against Dover. And the winner was McCauley Bond for his goal against Barrow. So congratulations uh, to Marvin and McCauley again, Bond there, doing what he does best. Back mm-hmm. to goal. Yeah, that was Quick good goal. That was. Good finish. Turned his man. Yeah, that's good, that was. Yeah. It was a nice goal. So good nominees there, which leads us on then to Tehue Tuesday, the 4th of September, as the main event was Solly Hall at home, and the team was announced with Dean Brown goal. Back four of Judd, Coulson, Ekpatet and Woodowson. In the midfield, Dayton, Lee, Clay, McEnough. And up top, Bond and Karoma. And in the bench, Sargent, Happy, Lawless, Lumeka and Harold. So for me, as expected there um, from Justin, I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty much that team writes itself at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think we've got some views from Paul. Uh, he agreed. He said it goes back to what he said before about consistency. Uh, naming an unchanged 11 for the fifth consecutive game yeah. uh, the only change being Lawless on the bench in place of Dow Gorman uh, who was away on international duty um, he said he got to the ground at around 7.15 and it already felt really busy as he made his way down the high street yeah it felt busy like mm. when we was like around loads of people mm. around it's good to see lots of people yeah well I think we knew Solihull weren't going to bring a lot so yeah. to have over 4,000 or in fans through the door on a Tuesday night yeah. against Solihull no disrespect to them yeah, I think that's a cracking effort to be fair yeah, I would agree with you I would agree with you. this one was a bit of an action packed game so there's a fair bit to get through so let's review the match so we kicked off and as early as the third minute Richard's our first effort as Karoma's curling effort was comfortably saved and just five minutes later Bond couldn't direct Willison's cross goalwards with Karoma trying his luck with a header just a minute later and Paul said you know with less than 10 minutes gone we started brightly and a lot sharper than Solihull I think a few games earlier in the season we've been slow starting yeah, so particularly, yeah, particularly at home we, we've been a bit slow to start but this one we were on the front foot getting in their faces yeah. uh, we, in the first half we played some really good stuff against they they were a very good team they are I, was, I team. was surprised with them uh, I know sort of it's been tarnished since people have been saying oh they were dirty and a bit of gamesmanship but in that first half we were well the whole game even with 10 men we knew we were in a game yeah. You know, they were quick, they played some decent football on the floor, they put it in the air a lot as well. Uh, but yeah, they look quick and strong. Um, and yes, even particularly even after the sending off we'll come too soon, that yeah. you know, they look decent. You know, it was a slightly flattering, I think, the three 0 in the end. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean the, you can't fault any of them the performance against I think a decent team. They were really good. Yeah. They, they were you know, if they if they can keep those players together. Um, then they'll have a chance of being in around the playoffs to be fair I mean they've got winning from last season the end of last season they were in good form oh, you would have thought getting a new manager you know would have lost a bit of yeah you know, I mean they won't have any relegation problems I no think, like not, not, definitely not playing like that they won't they'll be fine they'll be fine so obviously 
they are a good team. That said, Brill had to be very sharp to save Danny Wright's low shot from a tight angle following a solid counter-attack in the 11th minute. And again in the 13th minute, as Dean Ball made a sublime double save from O'Keefe and in Stora's effort, Paul wrote a game-defining group of saves. Mm, yeah. If either of them go in... There was a couple of minute game. period, they were literally just quicker all over us. Uh, yeah. They got in a couple of times down our left side. Um, yeah, down Woodson on their right. I think Brill, I think the first... Well, I think both saved it, actually. What we've just spoken about were both very mm. good saves. First one is he gets a strong arm and pushes the ball away. Mm-hmm. And I think the second from a double save, I think also massive credit there to Marvin, mm-hmm. who was also there with his body on the Oh ground. yeah, but, but I mean yeah, Brill was keeping us in not keeping us in it because we were still having chances as well. But I mean I wouldn't have wanted to go behind to that lot because they looked like they had the tools that could probably hurt us. Yeah, they just if you're shot, trying to shot, chase it. Yeah. So fifteenth minute, I think Matt alluded to it, we saw our chances, Charlie Lee. Went close in the 15th minute, but glanced his header wide. And again, great delivery uh, into the box there. And we've spoken about that, better delivery and set pieces into the box. Mm-hmm. And Big Marv, almost out of nowhere, made a last-ditch block to deny Solihull from only a few yards out in the 18th minute, uh, which was a great challenge. And Solihull's pursuit of the opening goal almost came to fruition as then number nine found himself almost with a one-on-one versus Brill. Took it round Brill. Hey, Patessa got back mm-hmm. superbly yeah, I, I well. think that was literally one of the only mistakes he made. We just got caught and the ball sort of flew past him. Luckily, he was quick enough to get back. Cover. I mean, he, he was having a good battle. Is it Youssef? He's not there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he it, was having was a good, good battle with him. Yeah. yeah, they were having a tough time, but I mean, they, it was fair until the you know the bad tackle yeah. coming up. Yeah, so he got shot away. It hit the post and went wide. We spoke about luck last week, and you know you seem to have it when you're doing well. So long, may Lady Luck be shining down on the O's uh, and pulling on to say. I have to say, I thought Bro and Marvin were having superb first halves. For Marvin was. Again, sitting in the south stand, right mm-hmm. behind the action. I thought Marvin was absolutely incredible. Uh, in the half-hour mark, Tempest Flares, Epitessa and Youssef squared up to each other, both receiving a yellow card. Paul said, I think Marv is fortunate there as he put his head towards their man, which could be seen as a headbutt. I think mm-hmm. booking each was yeah. pretty fair. Yeah, that was about fair for that. Yeah, absolutely. And a huge let-off in the 40th minute. It's sorry he went close again. Craig Clay was well-placed on the line of our goal to head away a shot. Superb, actually. Yeah, I think that's the only time Brill is going to be beaten. Brill nowhere near yeah. it, but Clay in the right place at the right time, and a great clearance from Craig Clay. And then uh, coming in three minutes of additional time, uh, crowd were on the referee's back. Yeah. Uh, and then in the final minute, I think we did we win a free kick when their Chroma uh, got in, just yeah. you know was running near the penalty box, and then it went out for a corner, and everyone yeah. was thinking, oh, the referee's going to blow. Uh, luckily enough we had the corner delivered into the crowded Solihull penalty box and uh, there was Charlie Lee uh, getting his head to it first and heading it uh, well into the uh, corner of the net uh, they had a guy on the line but uh, he couldn't get near it and uh, went in one yeah. more up great pace on the delivery again mm-hmm. sorry about delivery great great pace mm-hmm. Charlie Lee loves scoring against Solihull like he did mm-hmm. last season gets his head there and a perfect time to mm-hmm. score yeah I, I was a little bit disappointed that half time whistle went because that, that last 15 minutes when everyone was you know, a bit excitable because of the referee had lost control a little bit. Yeah. It, you know, that was that was proper football. I enjoyed that first half was probably the best first half and most enjoyable that I've seen probably since you know the 2013-14 yeah. season. I would agree with you. It was a great atmosphere. Mm. I mean, I don't know what it was like in the West End, but the mm. South End, a great atmosphere. The drummer was drumming, the crowd was singing, mm. and everyone was really. Yeah. It, it was just a, for the first half hour, both teams were going at it. It was fair. There wasn't, you know, it was hard but fair. Yeah. It wasn't a bad tackle in the game, and I think the referee lost control of it. He did. When, yeah. I think was it when they're the number nine done Marvin with yeah. a late tackle. Yeah, Yusuf. You know, it should have been a booking, and then from there it just sort of, you know, he didn't get the book out quick enough. And from uh, there, yeah, he sort of lost control, and then the Solihull players were trying their luck a little bit, what they could get away with, 
and then obviously and there's also to cost them. activity on the bench as well with Tim mm. Flowers and their bench seems to be wanting to wind up Justin yeah. uh, I mean yeah people were getting on his back in the West Stand obviously you can see people right. you know, running down the front and going mad but it, it was all in you know? <laughs> it wasn't anything too untoward fantastic Paul said on the first half what a half of football that was end to end at times we could have been about three or four behind but thanks to some outstanding keeping by Brill and superb last ditch tackles and goal on clearances by Tessa we've nicked a goal and going leading at half time they've had clear cut chances but we've had more possession um, which is probably a fair point. We got a tweet at half-time from at Daz Hodge, who said, absolutely bossed the first 15 minutes before it got scrappy. Getting a 1-0 up was essential. Got to keep them out now and turn the screw with a second, which of course was a pretty mm-hmm. good summary of the yeah. first half. Attendance was announced at 4,250 with 54 away fans. That pretty much yeah. means 4,200 of those fans yeah. turned up. I think that's for a Tuesday I think that's brilliant. It's phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal effort. Um, second half kicks off with no changes for the O's. And the 54th minute... Solihull's Jamie Reckford received a yellow card for a challenge on Judd and that was a pretty bad challenge and he was mm. followed up just a minute later uh, as he received yeah. the second yellow well, it's funny I literally said to my dad and Peter who I sit with I said it's not it's not going to last with, ten, uh, you know, with 11 men each yeah. and literally a second later <laughs> you know it was just stupidity really yeah I mean, you know, he just Reff- dived in and yeah, he can have no you know yeah I mean Tim Flowers won't have any complaints about no, that two despicable challenges and yeah. man. There, there was a few other tackles towards the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half that were a little bit you know over the top yeah. you know, I like a hard tackle but they were, they were getting a little bit too physical I think partly due to the referee yeah, letting it go much. Yeah, you know, if the referee would have booked one of them in the first place, it, you know that probably wouldn't have happened. But you know, yeah, their left back was stupid. So uh, yeah, but our yeah. benefit as they went down to ten men, and Craig Clay were close with a header from a corner uh, in the fifty seventh minute, and then a bit of soluble pressure mm-hmm. followed. Yeah, yeah, it sort of knocked us off a little bit yeah. for the ten minutes after when yeah. they had ten men. They sort of went for a little bit, and then he started taking off the forwards, and you could tell they were just going to try and shut up shop, keep it at one 0 and then try and nick yeah. something at the end. So. Yeah, I mean, right blasted an effort wide for Solihull, uh, following a course on his clearance for 62 minutes. Then two minutes later, I think Dean Brill in another game-defining moment was called into action. The right did well. He holds the ball up off to Stora, who yeah. got away a very decent shot, actually. Yeah, is that right from outside the, ball. the box? Yeah. yeah, that was a good side. And Brill made them really... I mean, if that goes in and it's mm-hmm. one all and they've got 10 men and the crowd are going to be deflated and it's going to be hard to get back into it but mm-hmm. a great save from Brill then again Brill criticism for Brill early in the season but... Yeah, I mean, the last I couple of games, yeah, some of the saves he's made the last couple of games and the clean sheets as well yeah. I mean that speaks for itself a million percent you know giving direction to a relatively young defence I mean again we sit right behind Brill and all he does for 45 minutes is consistently shout mm. at all the defenders but really great to sit in the 65th minute Orange's first sub was made as Charlie Lee who had a dead leg mm-hmm. was replaced had by another good game Charlie Lee very good yeah I, I was wondering because I, I didn't see him limping or anything before that but I just wondered whether he wanted to freshen it up, yeah, if he's had a dead leg. Possibly, yeah, dead leg, dead leg he had. And the next 15 minutes were fairly quiet, with O's, O's fans making a huge amount of noise, winning their team to get the second goal and to kill the game off. Mm-hmm. 79 yeah. minute, uh, Judd picked up the ball in our half, space opened up in front of him and he took the opportunity to drive forward, eventually pinging a sublime cross to Bond at the far post. Uh, met the ball with a decent header, their, col- uh, their keeper, sorry, did just well enough to save his effort. That will... I in just, the second half, Judd was bombing up and down. That he was absolutely superb. I, I thought that ball to 
Mm. Bon. He got a couple of good balls in, Chad. Uh, yeah, he's, he's done his it cross again. Is really improved. He's done it again. I think yesterday, but that ball to Bon was perfect. Mm. Completely took out their central defender. And bon had a lot more time yeah. than he realised, but obviously in the heat of the moment you don't realise. Yeah, but I think there, there was one. There was one passage in the second half where he literally must have run a full pelt about thirty yards to try and block down uh, their left back who was bringing it out. And he literally just flew into it and he managed to not only block it, but the ball stayed in play when he ran down uh, towards the south stand to get across it. And then he just ran out of energy, oh. ran out of legs. And it went, I was, <laughs> I was just, you know, willing it to put a good ball in. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Bonk had knocked one in. But yeah, he was just, you can't, his effort is just yeah, sublime. Phenomenal player. Yeah. Phenomenal player, real kind of bright spark. And 82nd minute, or it made the second sub, is James Dayton was replaced by Matt Harold. Obviously, Josh Caroman in goes onto the right midfield. How goes up front again? Mm-hmm. Shows just how diverse the uh, starting mm-hmm. eleven is. And uh, the game was killed off finally in the 86th minute as Orient counter from a solid hole free kick. Judd gets the ball out wide to Caroma on the right, just inside his half, and he drove forward and done very well to counter with skill and pace. And he picked out an outstanding pass to Bon at the back post, who literally couldn't miss two uh, 0 on. That was pretty much game over. Yeah, game over. Karoma, I think, in the last couple of weeks has turned into play. who might have been a bit selfish at points. Mm. To someone who's really kind of spotting a pass. Oh yeah, the last couple of home games, he's, he's literally put one on a plate for Bond yes. twice. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Justin will say he got the subs right, putting him on the wing. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. he's running down in a couple of minutes later. You know, he's you know putting one in. But it's a great sub to make in it, like a pacey Karoma run, mm-hmm. get a tired uh, left back. Yeah, I, I was. We, we were saying where we were sitting, people were wondering whether that Levi. Was going to come on. Yeah, so was we. And we, we were saying he was probably watching because I don't think he's been on loan at a league team. No, he's not. We were saying he was probably watching on the you know on the sidelines, thinking you know, wow, like even though this is national league, that's a step up from under twenty three football. Million percent. What we've been playing because it was you know it was a good quality game. It was hard. It was fast. Uh, and I, we were wondering whether he whether it was the right to whether he you know come yeah. on um, or whether he trusts you know one of the more experienced players to sort of come on. Yeah, and do the job. Yeah, good point. At that point, it's two 0 Paul says, "Well done, Josh. That was intelligent football, and the pass was perfect. So mm-hmm. a fantastic night made better in the ninetieth as Matt Harrell prodded the ball home to make it three 0 As another superb ball by Miles Judge. So again, mm-hmm. Miles getting involved. Reese mm-hmm. McCauley bottom on the right hand side. McCauley had time and space. He was at a very tight angle. Mm-hmm. As McCauley does, went for goal. That's what natural goal scorers yeah. do. And Harrell just wanted it more. Their defenders were looking tired by now. Yeah, I mean, that's what Howard gives you a kind mm. of a strength and an ability to kind of get onto those balls. And the keeper done well, actually, I thought, to make the save from Bond. But no one was beating Howard to that ball and he slid mm-hmm. in 3-0 and that was really the icing mm-hmm. uh, on the cake. And Matt Howard can't stop scoring. And I'm sure we've all seen it, but on, I think, the closer look and on the O show, you see, like, the bench going absolutely mental mm-hmm. when the third goes in, which is great. We mentioned Lumeka, uh, and he did get on mm-hmm. uh, just after the third goal went in as he came on. Captain Marvel, Joby McEnough, who yeah. continues to defy. Another good game. Not so, yeah, not as much going forward for Joby, but the but defensively, he's just been superb. He's Getting just, up and down, and he's just he, the experience. Absolutely, he knows exactly when to release yeah. the ball, when to you know draw in a foul. Yeah, uh, I think Widowson has in you know they've consistently been playing this season uh, together, and you can tell. You know, Joby swaps sometimes, but they've you know they've got good understanding at the moment, and it's allowed Widowson's been getting more confident. He's been getting them forward Absolutely. a lot more as well, and that's probably due to a large part of mm-hmm. playing with Joby McEnough. He's such a positive influence. Um, it's a fantastic good point. Five minutes of additional time were added on and played out, and the full time whistle was blown as Orient win a tough game three 0 mm-hmm. and to be all sing along to rocking 
all over the world, mm-hmm. which is always nice to hear. So Edinburgh spoke to the press after. Yeah, he said, it was a tough game against a very good team again, but we're finding different ways to win games. And I thought that we got out of the traps as quick as we had done this season. But they probably had the best two chances in the first half hour. And we took the lead at a crucial time, just before half-time whistle. Uh, and I think we took the game on from there. Yeah, so always good to hear Justin's thoughts. I think Justin pretty much nailed up. Uh, kind of what we were thinking there. Mm-hmm. Uh, league table, so that win meant that the O's climbed up to second in the National League with the unbeaten record still intact as we played nine, won five, drawn four, zero loss, mm-hmm. which is always good. Yeah. Goal difference a plus nine now. Yeah, I think we were top points. for a, quite a lot of Tuesday night we and were, then Harrogate, I can't yeah. remember who they were playing, they scored a late they goal. They need the goal, didn't they? Yeah. Which was a shame. But level on points, uh, but Harrogate had a better goal difference than us. I think mm-hmm. they were on plus 11, we were on plus nine. Mm-hmm. But really good to see. And still one of only two teams now with a zero mm-hmm. in the L column as, as that unbeaten run keeps going I think we're going to get more confident yeah and then it sort of works in the minds of the other team of course it does yeah, yeah, yeah. when we when teams turn up who haven't been beaten not that you've sort of beaten before you played but you know psychologically you got it in your head you, you, you know you're in for a tough game yeah um, and I think that probably hopefully worked with Halifax yesterday the way that they started yeah great point um, and then we'll see what happens on Saturday against Barnet another team who are flying at the moment yeah that'll be good five wins be a very good yeah, game so it should be a decent afternoon uh, Paul's views he said for me that was one of the best all round performances I've seen in a very long time uh, added to that the atmosphere this for me was one of if not the best match I've seen at Brisbane Road for a long time which I, was, is, I said something similar to yeah, earlier it, I it, you know, it really was it was a great advert for the league really good uh, yeah. that first half just flew by it's a shame that we had to go in for half time yeah. uh, I agree to be fair they probably would have lost another couple of players to red cards <laughs> if, if it wouldn't have gone in uh, had everything you want from a match goals a red card goal line clearances last ditch saves by the goalie challenges flying in sprinkled with a bit of time wasting by a our players for once, uh, sadly the standard of officials is so desperately poor, it ruins the game as he seemed to lack control at times and I'd probably agree with yeah, that. Probably I think so, that. someone behind, I don't know if it said it was only his second game oh, really? he officiated. Yeah. Oh okay, okay go on, on to say credit to Solihull, they're a well drilled team, you played nice football at times, looked to threat and attack to a man, every orange player put in a shift to ensure we weren't overrun and much of that is down to Clay and Lee breaking up play and looking for the forward pass. Some of our interlinking play was a pleasure to watch, but we could have easily been three or four down at half-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game changed a bit with a red card, although Solihull was still having a go at us with 10 men, but our superior fitness levels and additional man, we were too much for them in the end. Yeah, I think the fitness levels, I think Ken mm. spoke about it, I think two we weeks scored, ago. Many, the, we scored a lot of late lot goals. Of late goals yeah. that, putting that down to the Portugal pre-season mm-hmm. trips really kind of had a really good kind of benefit on the team and the fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, one observation from last night Paul said uh, it looked like the Solihull bench were winding up Justin and Ross uh, typical lower league behaviour but we rose above it uh, we're only nine games in and dare I say this could be a tremendous season yeah. so yeah Paul's uh, getting confident yeah I hope so my views yeah I don't want to get carried away but that was a very good performance and the best game in atmosphere I can remember again like Matt and like Paul have said since 13-14 we stayed strong in defence under pressure our keepers played in the blind and made some great saves we never stopped running we scored at critical times and we had luck on our side. That's exactly what needs to happen week in, week out. Who had to get promoted to football was fantastic. Fort Marvin, the first half and second, to be fair, was absolutely outstanding. Uh, midfield weren't bullied, you know, they bullied back, they, they made some bite. Um, and despite being quiet, Bond still grabs a goal and sets the third up. Um, and Karoma also sets up a goal via his sensational run uh, for the second goal. So I thought, I was issued. Uh, I thought it was a complete yeah. performance. Uh, and off the pitch I thought the crowd were loud the atmosphere was great 
and credit to Paul saying credit to the South in the West Stand, but credit to the South Stand drummer as I think he's really improved with uh, an already loud noise in the South yeah, Stand. Yeah, so I've got to say the drummer. True? Yeah, I've got to say the drummers. I can take Ollie for the most part, but the drummer was really kind of like just boom, boom. But every time he was, people were just singing along to it. I thought the drum was really good. If it goes on to finish by saying Saturday will be difficult, but if we can pick up a win at Halifax, it'll be another team at the top beat. And so come on, you O's, and bring it on. So Matt Bristow, uh, obviously on Twitter, um, sent us some stats, tweeted some stats by saying Leighton Orient have now kept three consecutive home league clean sheets for the first time since August 2015. Went on to say Matt Harold's minutes per goal at the Bray Group Stadium is a goal every seven and a half minutes. Yeah, he's not doing bad. Not including injury time. And Orient score a goal every 25 minutes so mm-hmm. far in total. Yeah, uh, a huge amount of feedback good. after that match. So thanks, thank you all for all your views that came in on the social media accounts. Uh, try and read out as many as we can now. Um, if just because we don't read them doesn't mean we don't agree with them. Yeah, so we read obviously as many as we can for balance uh, on the pod, but it doesn't necessarily mean we agree with everything that's coming. So do you want to read? Uh, yeah, Glenn's first email? one from Glenn Bevan. He said, "Yes, boys. Oh, yes, another cho- great Tuesday night down at Brizzy Road. That was textbook example of how to break down a well-drilled, overly physical national league team. We had to rely on Dean Brill to make three top draw saves, but we absolutely made the most of the opportunity Brillo gave us to win the match." Shout out for Judd, whose passes out of defence made a real difference, getting us quickly on the counter-attack. Last night was the first time I really started to believe. Hashtag in Justin, we trust. Yeah, so thank you, Glenn, for yeah. your email. So Glenn gave us an email at orientoutlook at outlook.com. And these are all tweets, and it came into at orientoutlook at sam underscore billing 786. says it's nine games unbeaten, and the team is on fire right now. Joint top, and it's feeling like 2014 again. Come on, you O's. Uh, at Boatsy said wow 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 back to back 3-0 home wins joint top of the league is it time to start believing that we have something special this season hashtag Invincibles Invincibles looking forward to that DVD coming out (laughs) next year El Coado says loving it strangely I'm kind of glad we haven't gone top outright as I'd rather not be the team with a bullseye on us. I think that's a very good point. I think Kent said something that's the same, but I'm not peaking too early mm-hmm. just to be around the area. Yeah, I, th- I think people are starting to take notice of us now. Yeah. Really. You can see what all the other opposition managers are saying before and after the game when yeah. they played us. You know, They're all saying that we're well, well, probably made the last couple of games we've been the best team they've played Yeah, uh, and that we'll be up there. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. uh, they're not all going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, uh, so. At G underscore Shiv said, "How about that for a chilly Tuesday night at Leighton Orient? We we're all over them with some great football, and the scoreline reflected it. Despite a couple of big solid hole chances, not top on goal difference, but nine games unbeaten regardless." Are the Mandas? It's a comfortable wins at home and against ten men. What is this witchcraft? Thank you there for that. Uh, at Ben Lofc said, "Superb win tonight." Big Marv was man of the match for me. Absolute rock. Cheers, Ben. It was good to see you in the Royal Calf before the game kicked off. At James O'Hagan's is totally worth the mad dash back to Liverpool Street for the train. Great team performance against a very physical side. Great performance by Judd, I thought. But if it wasn't for Brill, they could have been out of sight. Well done, lads. A lot of love there for Brill and Judd mm-hmm. coming in after the game. Yeah. Uh, at, at LOFC 1978, another great all-round workman-like performance. Marv outstanding. Struggling to think of a better centre-back in recent seasons. Brill made some vital saves at vital times. Bond doesn't stop running and working. And a bit of class from Karoma, still unbeaten. Yeah, Lauren C. Bullock says, Well done to our boys. Done us all proud tonight. God knows what the ref was on. He was on a different planet. Our boys so deserved that win. And goes on to hashtag rocking all over the world. Uh, at Sasha J. Wolf said, Terrible refereeing, even for this league. 
Relieved it ended without a serious injury. Moores looked strangely panicky at the start. We looked better all the way except for a ropey 20 minutes halfway through the second half. Brill, Judd, Chroma, excellent, as well as the goal scorers. Paul Skinner, 88, says, Marv had some cracking last-ditch tackles. Brillo was great. If I was to be harsh on anyone, I thought McEnough looked jaded towards the end. But then, he's played every game, which is epic for his age. Wooderson got outpaced a couple of times. But that's it. A great performance all round. Uh, at Sam Boast 1, horrible thug Solihull. Diabolical officials, but players overcame it brilliantly. Brill kept us in it early on. Marv Mason, crucial tackles. Once it's on the floor, no one can touch us. Goals all over the pitch and still unbeaten. Yeah, good point about playing the ball on the floor. It seems to be working really well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing to the same strength. At Taser Jr. says, No, we are not used to this. Never seen an Orient side look fitter than this one. And nice to see when the defence gets beat that we have a goalkeeper with some presence. Marv and Judd give Ling and Elikobi no chance of getting back in. And that pass from Karoma to Bond was perfect. Mm-hmm. At Euro Orient, Marvin Brill, excellent, and a shout out to Judto who really grew into the game. Ed uh, Jones, nineteen seventy six, says it's getting to be like Groundhog Day, but every player played to their maximum again, all throwing themselves into blocks as well as playing some fantastic football at times. Judd was my man in the match, but could have chosen any of them. Ref was pants, but we managed it well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at I Heart Rushmore, love that. Solly Hull, the type of team that would have bullied us last year, but we started brilliantly, controlled the game after the red card. Judd, Clay, Marvin Brill were magnificent, but everyone put in a great shift, and at least the ref caused a cracking atmosphere. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, great um, And again, last season, no, we would have lost that, especially yes. on a Tuesday night million as well. Percent. We would have lost that. You know, they league, non-league know-how, yeah. uh, you know, physical. You've got to know how to stand up to that, and I think all the players did. Yeah. But, but we did it fair. I don't think it wasn't a bad tackle in the game from an Orient player, I wouldn't have said. It, you know, it was hard, hard but fair. From Lee, Judd, yeah. you know, all the hard, you know, Clay, all the supposed, you know, harder players <laughs> in the in the team. Uh, and then hopefully allow players like Dayton and McEnough to sort of stay out yeah. of the way so they don't take too many hits. Yeah, so it was very reflective of Justin. It's Justin's character now, I think, is really mm. kind of embossing itself on the team. At Stuart nineteen seventy three, says Theo Wyvern was on fire with the goal celebrations, rode the mini storm to come out on top. Uh, at Ed Ramsden, the spirit of thirteen fourteen is finally back. Great to hear the support, even though the tunnel at half-time, the crowd... Uh, sorry, hear the support even when through the tunnel at half-time, the crowd didn't stop. I have a feeling this could be our year. Yeah, G underscore unit, 1968. says thought we played some great stuff at times and defended manfully when needed. Kept their composure against a very dirty team and a shocking ref. Not sure how they finished with 10 men, but never mind. A great run for the O's. Judd, for me, man of the match. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, at Southend, Bob, I don't think I understand when people say we were lucky when Brill has a great game. It isn't a sign we struggle, but that we just have a keeper to call on to do his job. We aren't the biggest team, but we have found a way of competing with the thugs in this league. Splendid. <laughs> at Lee Gibbs, one says, back five were immense and everyone put in a shift. We had difficult spells during the game, but last year we would have lost the game. Moore's a decent side and we show we are forced to be reckoned with. Nine games unbeaten, hashtag up the O's and hashtag in just we trust. Mm-hmm. At, is it Joffanon? Yeah, I think so. Uh, love waking up on a Wednesday morning with a hoarse voice. There was a mental and physical strength to our play that was lacking at times last season and we needed them. Brill's double save in the first half was immense. Unbelievable turnout on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And I also had lost my voice on Tuesday night <laughs> through screaming in the first half at the referee. Bazal 73 says another great result fantastic to see the team and squad coming together a big thumbs up to all the hard work done by all since the beginning of last season 
dare we start to believe. Uh, at James RF Young said, what a result. Well done, the boys. Dug deep, battled hard, overcame some horrendous challenges, an awful referee. And the final word on Solihull goes to at Billy Herring 03. This is the best we've played for about four years. Dug in, toughed out when they tried to kick us off the park and then dismantled them with some lovely football. Mm-hmm. Well played, I always think that's a great tweet to kind of mm-hmm. end that game on. So thank you for all the tweets that came in. That's not even all of them that we've read, but quite wary of the time so if you get any views on what, anything going on at the O's give us a tweet at Orin Outlook or Orin Outlook at Outlook.com um, Prediction League update um, well done at Ben Orient 97 who predicted 3-0 and gets 3 points but an extra well done to Alan Reeves 2 at Whitey 1997 LOFC at Essex Biz at the authentic Gaz, who predicted 3-0 and one correct goal scorer. So get four points. Yep, so well done to all of those in a full prediction league table roundup will follow after the Halifax games. So moving on into Wednesday, the 5th of September, and happy 20th birthday to new loan signing, Levi Lumeka. Yeah. Uh, and then in the early evening, I think we all knew what was coming, David yeah. Mooney tweeted the picture of a photo collage featuring different stages of his O's career. Uh, and what obviously we all knew was going to be a goodbye tweet uh, and that was it for the evening yeah so moving on into Thursday the 6th of September and it was an early start as at 9am the club announced that it terminated its agreement with outside event catering with immediate effect Danny Mack went on to say the club after much consideration and valued fan feedback of taking this decision the standards offered are completely unacceptable we will now be working very closely with our new external catering partner to improve service value for money and product quality, I think. Mm. I don't know about yeah. the West Ham, but the South Ham was pretty shocking to Yeah, I mean, I, I don't ever buy food in the stadium. Uh, I mean, all I'll ever do is just buy a beer when I first get in yeah. there when it's empty. But if the few times I've gone at half-time or just before kick-off to try and buy anything, firstly, the queues are just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and I can see and smell from the people eating the food around me. <laughs> uh, I don't think I'd um, trust any any of it around. I mean, literally, I think on Sat- I did actually on Saturday bought a bottle of water for £2, queued up for 10 minutes and then he took the top off and gave it to me and that was it. Yeah. No, you know, no service with a smile. So, you know, yeah, there's been quite a lot of uh, outcry about the catering since it's been taken over with a gourmet burger. There's quite a lot of uh, funny tweets about that that I saw but... Yeah, I can't say I've tried one and uh, upset that I won't ever be able to try one again. So hopefully that gets sorted out now. Uh, Paul said, I think this is a relief to all fans. Good decision, as it just wasn't working. I sat with Paul about two weeks ago when he had a chicken burger Ooh, and dude. the look on his face as he was eating it told its own yeah. story as we've been through yeah. on the podcast yeah. I mean, it, unless it's cooked there fresh, I don't see how yeah. it's going to taste nice. But yeah, it's well, plenty of nice places in the high road. I'll, I'll eat there until yeah. it's uh, up to standard. We'll see what happens <laughs> with that one. And at 3.30 in the afternoon, the news... We were all expecting, but I personally have been dreading, as it was confirmed, that David Mooney has left Leighton Orient by mutual consent. So the closing part of the O statement said, Leighton Orient would like to place on record what a great servant David has been across his two spells with the club, scoring 57 goals in 206 appearances, which is a one goal every 3.6 mm-hmm. games, which not is a decent record. ratio, yeah, to be fair. Bad. Very good. Because yeah, um, he had a slow start as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Slow yeah. Start, slow start, start, so I'd be interested to see if you sort of took off his first season and took off last season, what, what the stats were. It'd been a lot higher yeah. than I probably would have thought. We would like to wish him success in whatever he does in the future. David will always receive a warm welcome whenever he visits the O. So a nice statement there. Um, I think fall from the club. For me, I'm gutted. You know, I love Moons, but I knew it was coming. I'm glad an agreement you know, has been reached amicably by both parties. I think he can definitely still do a job 
at this level. Yeah. I um, wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up at a League Two team. Yeah, it probably suits his game. Yeah, like a Stevenage or someone like that. I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like he wants to move far away. Uh, I think he's got a young family, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up at a League yeah. Two team at all. Yeah, he can still do a job. And fifth choice striker at the club, you know, he's never going to come and get lucky. It's good to see him go um, and get game time elsewhere. But you know, I'll always love him. And I'll always walk in his moony <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> uh, I think Paul had to say, like Steve, obviously very disappointed. David is all in through and through, and we know how gutted. Uh, we know he's gut, as gutted about this as we all are. Shame he couldn't stay on in some capacity. Hope he goes on to something good, uh, whatever that may be. Yeah, I mean, you spoke in the beginning about that Peterborough game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big part of that was moved. Yeah, two I mean, goals. that season he was unbelievable. Um, and then you know, fair play, he came back last season. He, you know. Godlike status, yeah. and then we know all know what happened last season. It didn't end well, uh, and then obviously Justin's had to make the tough choice that yeah. he's not the, you know, the player that he needs yeah. at this time, and we can only have a certain amount of, you know, players up in that position. Uh, be interesting to see whether the, you know, the salary. I know we've they've probably you know come to an agreement, but I'll be interested to see if that you know money can go back in the pot. Frees up uh, some money. To, yeah, to bring in another forward. I mean, I, I sort of agree with Justin. He wasn't, if you know, for the way he wants to go. I mean, he's not the right player. Yeah, you know, you've looked. You know, that's why I think in League Two, where it's not as physical, you know, he's a clever player. He's got good technique, but just in non-league, he was just getting swallowed up. Games yeah. were bypassing him, uh, just in, having you know no effect, and that's not how we all want to remember him. Absolutely. I mean, so, yeah. still, you know, he scored the first goal in the South Stand under mm-hmm. the new ownership last season against Solihull mm-hmm. and probably the highlight of most people's fixtures list last season was the 4-3 mm-hmm. way to Dover and yeah, at least we got to see the Mooney chip come yeah. out and smack it in last he scored a chip in Portugal as well didn't he yeah he did I think he yeah. scored three that was, he scored that three was in pre-season yeah that was why I was quite surprised because he had a couple of games in pre-season you would have thought something would have happened yeah. then but you know good luck to him we wish him the best of luck uh, and keep your eyes and ears peeled as we are sure David will appear on the podcast Mm-hmm. sooner rather than yeah, I'm later I was going to say if he doesn't sign for anyone I'm sure he'll still be coming down most Saturdays oh, to watch, yeah. you know, watch the game yeah. you know, he's, I know he's well loved down there yeah no. David Mooney we love you uh, and all the best and in the <laughs> evening Dal Gorman played for 60 minutes and capped the Northern Ireland under 21s in a 1-0 win against Luxembourg so well done down again that's only going to be good to progress Dal's career mm-hmm. um, in games so well done there yeah, getting another hour as well. Now, yeah. It's more than what he's had for us at the moment. Yeah, so, well, you yeah. can't you can't break through, can he? No mm. one's going to get out at the moment. Clay and Lee have made those two positions their own. Lawless mm-hmm. can't even get in the squad for the most part. And Gorman, his own, just about getting on the bench. So, mm-hmm. uh, On Mooney Friday the 7th, yeah. uh, the club confirmed that England C would be hosting Estonia under-23s at our home, the Briar Group Stadium, on Wednesday the 10th of October with entrance fee just £5 for adults and free to anyone else. Uh, recently obviously Sam Ling and Josh Cromer featuring the squad uh, so it'd be good if you can get down there and support the team I wonder yeah. where, if Sam Ling's it whether Judd will get a call out yeah, very interesting point I mean, yeah, obviously Judd I think it's under, yeah Marvin maybe would get in there yeah. so I think England see I think it's under 23 yeah. so maybe Marvin would feature hopefully we haven't got a Tuesday night game of really on the 9th wouldn't have yeah. thought so good point yeah. but I wouldn't have thought yeah, so so if if this is a home, so they won't miss whoever is going to go. Yeah. I'm going to miss any games. So if you're around, get yourself down there. And that leads us on to Saturday, the 8th of September. You've seen more in action in the morning and lost 5 1 to Northampton Town with the under 16s also playing Northampton Town and losing 4 1. So unlucky there, 
to the young those uh, mm-hmm. who lost uh, to Northampton. And then we come to the main event, Halifax away yesterday. Um, before the match, ran a Twitter poll asking you what you thought the outcome of the match would be. And 245 votes in 24 hours and overwhelmingly, well, not overwhelmingly actually, quite tight. Yeah. 46% said a win, 45% a draw and 9% said a loss. Uh, thank you for your yeah, votes. So, lots of fans there not thinking I would lose the mm. game that we come on to. So, amazing to see uh, fans so confident. Obviously, that's been instilled by the performances uh, under Justin this season. So, the team was announced at two o'clock with uh, Brill in goal, back four of Willison, Ekpateta, Corson, and Judd. Midfield of McEnough, Clay, Lee, and Dayton with Bond and Karoma up top and on the bench. Sergeant Happy, Lawless, Harold, and James Allaby. Yeah. Uh, I think same start in 11 for the sixth consecutive match. Uh, just one change on the bench with Alabi coming back for Lamico, probably be disappointed. Yeah. I'm not sure if he probably still travelled up. Uh, Sam Ling just missed out on the squad through injury, while James Brophy and George Elacobi are out injured still for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for me, again, I'd say as expected, good attacking mm-hmm. options there um, on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul says it doesn't get boring to keep seeing an unchanged squad. So we had quite a few tweets before the game, quite a few tweets were kind of not happy that Alibi was on the bench over mm-hmm. Lemecca. Uh, David Magics said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Very happy we're unchanged. Although I would have liked to have seen Lemecca on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Craig Delu also would prefer Lemecca on the bench over Alibi as we already have Harold, but happy to be proved wrong if he comes off the bench and puts a shift in. Yeah, well, uh, well, Keep posting that. that one, Craig. Yeah, Alan Golich says, it looks like our strongest squad while Gorman is away. Delighted Charlie Lee makes it after his dead leg. Yeah, good point, Alan. Looking for a hard full draw against yet another mm-hmm. informed side. So, of the game kicked off, uh, Halifax, the fourth place team, entertained the O's in second with the chance for both teams to go top depending on results elsewhere. Yeah, so in the third minute, patient build up play ends with Coroma having a shot, which was comfortably saved by Sam Johnson in the Halifax goal. And in, in the sixth minute, Matty Casolo. So I remember Matty Casolo yeah, playing against us in Brisbane Road good, last season. Absolutely ran rings across Jake Caprice. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a shot from the left, which was well saved by Dean Brill. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 minute, uh, beautiful one touch football from Lee. McEnough and Bond led to a Coroma shot, which was saved by Keeper Johnson. Yeah, that was really good there. Uh, decent shot by Coroma, but anywhere else in the corner was going to give him more problems yeah 22nd minute Lee took a long throw in uh, into the Halifax box Bon had a header which was blocked fell to Ekpateta who saw his shot saved by Johnson and a minute later Judd collects a crossfield pass before crossing the ball into the box which Bon heads over so we're getting quite a few chances mm-hmm. in yeah, I mean, playing I, quite I well by all accounts I couldn't make Saturday but was listening to the game and it was the first half was just all us completely yeah. bossing it uh, just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net uh, they were sort of sitting back and playing like the away team with a lot of men behind the ball, uh, and it was just a shame. Just when we were so on top in the first half, we couldn't, yeah. you know, put one or two of them away and make it more comfortable. And then, you know, obviously we wouldn't be chasing the game as we're we'll yeah. to shortly. Yeah, amazing to see in the thirty-third minute. Joby McEnough had a corner cleared only as far as McCauley Bond shot over from eighteen yards. And then in the thirty-fifth minute, a uh, very important tackle from Widowson to steal the ball from Edwards, who looked to be through on goal. I yeah. think one of the rare occasions they sort of got into our half. Yeah. I know Brill could have, you know, been reading the newspaper in goal <laughs> uh, on Saturday. But again, Widowson, you know, even though he's not had much to do in that half, alert mm. and clearing out the danger. And in the thirty-seventh minute, great chance. It's Joby McEnough wins the ball back in his own half, switches to James Dayton, drives into the box, cut the ball back for Bond, who curled his effort. Over the keeper, yeah, just I, over I, the bar. I was watching the highlights, it should have gone in or been on target that one. Yeah, I think it was 
it's hard to see it from that camera angle, which is far away, but I think that was very, very close mm. to going in. I think he was just a bit unlucky there, Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he'll probably be disappointed. But I thought it was great movement there. Kind of takes a step back, lost mm-hmm. his man to get the space. I think Mac has really been working on that season. And, yeah. you know, although he may be missing a few chances to get in those positions, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he keeps no, getting in no, them. No, no one's fooling him at all. No. You know, it's, it's good that he'd be more worried if he wasn't getting any chances Absolutely. at all. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then in the 43rd minute, Josh Coulson sees his header saved from a James Dayton cross. So he's getting nearer to his goal. He's had a couple of good chances yeah. later. He just keeps getting in there, putting his head on it. But uh, He's going to score keep, two. Yeah, he keeps later. finding the goalkeeper. Yeah, 44th minute, Charlie Lee plays it. Joe Willison, who crossed first time for Karoma, who just missed the ball uh, on the stretch uh, in the centre of the goal. And in one additional minute of time is played. The half-time whistle goes with a few chances in the first half of the O's, but no goal. So, nil-nil. Sounds like it'd been mostly us, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we don't have a goal to show for yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds sound like basically it was a perfect performance. Yeah, all they the were just the sitting, They literally couldn't get out of their half. We kept the ball well, you know, some good moves, just couldn't, just not that clinical edge yeah. to put one away or maybe that bit of luck that we've had maybe a couple, the last couple of weeks. Just couldn't find one to bundle in or, you know, get a deflection. Against a team who are fourth in the league, so these aren't a team who are doing badly. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. When, you know, we had a tough start, we all knew, you know, Salford and one Ebbsfleet. And then we were probably thinking later on, you know, in September, Solihull at home, away to Halifax before the start of the season, you would have said two of the strugglers. And as it is, we've gone to them and they're absolutely flying. Yeah. So, you know, tough to... And I think they've won all their home games. They had, yeah, you're an absolute great point. Yeah, they had... Absolutely so, right. uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't an easy place to go. We yeah. just keep finding all the teams in form at the moment, but, you know, we've managed to find a way yeah. so far. So, Tenton announced at 1,972 with 358 fans making the journey. Fantastic That's achievement there. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant to see. So, second half kicks off without any changes for the O's. And 10 minutes in and the 55th minute, bomb breaks the offside trap, collects Lee's through ball, draws a low cross into Chrome at the back post who got his toes to the ball, but the ball hit the ball... The ball hit the outside of the post yeah, and somehow think. stayed out so very unlucky there not to be going one up there mm-hmm. uh, 65th minute Halifax rewarded a penalty uh, Halifax attack the ball loops in the air Marvin uh, and Matty Casolo both went for the ball Marvin was just beaten and Casolo goes straight down and the ref had no hesitation pointed to the spot uh, Dale Southall stepped up sent the ball down the middle from the spot as Dean Brill dived to his right and Halifax are yeah. one up um, I think yeah. the penalty I think it, it, it probably it, it looked like it it looked a penalty yeah, yeah I think it's often people say Judd might have been fouled in the build up yeah, but it's a slight push but even yeah. so I think you can tell from Marvin's reaction as soon as the change goes made Casolo mm. knows what's coming plays for it yeah it was just you know, straight bit, down bit, bit sloppy ball went up in the air yeah. you know Judd was back trying to you know make amends and then you just you got to stay on your feet instead of diving in there. Yeah. You know, he still had probably a lot of work to do, but I mean, we've said, we're not going to dig Marvin out. Absolutely been, not, no. He's been brilliant. I think you could tell from his reaction, he knew. He knew, yeah. Even if he didn't touch him, the referee had no choice, yeah. you know, from what it looked like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, undeserved, but they've yeah. taken the lead. So 25 minutes left in to save our unbeaten record. In the 76th minute, the first sub for the O's, Matt Howard came on for Craig Clay, and Howard got involved right away as he headed wide from a Mackinac corner. And two minutes later, McCauley Bond shot wide from a James Dayton cross as time was starting to run out mm-hmm. for the O's. Uh, 81st minute, Alabi came on for James Dayton. Um, yep. And then in the 88th minute, Chroma chased a loose ball, advanced into, his, into the box, but his shot was blocked. Yeah, and four minutes of additional time awarded as the O's went in search of an equaliser to keep the unbeaten yeah, I, mean, I, I was messaging you, At this point, and I, I wasn't <laughs> confident. I was like, it's over today. I, I just didn't think... We were gonna, you know, we were gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, it didn't sound like we were sort of cutting them open, and they were just as they were for most of the game. You know, they were sitting behind, 
you know, sitting behind the ball uh, and just hope for a bit of luck. If yeah. you, you know, keep throwing the ball in there, going long, doing what you know, whatever you can. That hopefully something comes off, and then in the ninety first minute, up step James Alabi as he equalised for the O's, following a scramble in the box. Uh, the O's had a shot blocked and it fell to Alabi, a tight angle, and his shot went through a flurry of bodies and into the back of the net and sent the travelling fans into a frenzy, as well as all the teammates and the coaching yeah. staff. Great to see the reaction from basically everyone yeah. when the ball went in. I'm quite glad it's Alabi. Like, I thought he had a good pre-season, actually. Mm. I think he's probably found it tough to settle back yeah, into Yeah, he, he didn't have football. a great first couple of games. No. I, mean, I wasn't too impressed. And then, obviously, the sending off. Yep. And you know, people were thinking Harold's come in, he scored a couple of goals. You were thinking, you know, will Alabi even get back into the squad, yeah, let, let alone in yeah. the 11? Yeah, uh, you know, point. fair play, you know, he's done all he can do. He's come on for 10 minutes, yeah. uh, he's right place at the right time and managed to nick the goal. Yeah, so that'll do him confidence, you know, confidence will do him the world of good. Happy for him now, it gives Justin a good headache in mm. terms of for Saturday. He's got Alabi who's just got last minute equaliser. Harold's ratio is ridiculous mm-hmm. in terms of goals to game. Karoma is making goals and scoring and so is Bond so got four four forwards at the club all vying for just two places mm-hmm. up front but that goal I'd say the least we deserved as yeah. a reward for our I mean from, from the first half you know that that was the only disappointment that we didn't sort of put the game to bed yeah. in the first half I know following you know online and listening they said it was some of the best football we played yeah. we just literally we looked you know a cut above them um, I was just looking on their message board after the game, and they said it. Someone said it reminded them of a game they had in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago against Charlton, where it was basically a team from a few leagues higher. Oh, really? Yeah, literally, oh, wow. just they, you know, they couldn't get a kick. And it's funny, most of their fans were saying it wasn't a penalty. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. that I read said it was, you know, a very easy, you know, harsh penalty yeah, they yeah. got given. But hey, well, they well, take what they can. So at that point, it was one all. Uh, but late pressure from Halifax in the 94th minute as they won a free kick in a good position and Matty Casolo stepped up and hit a really good free kick actually brought it down really well mm-hmm. to kind of tip that over the bar again a good strong hand to mm-hmm. get it out and from the corner XO Nathan Clark oh, uh, she should have scored that got a free he header he should have scored that at the that back was, yeah. just went wide that, I don't know where the marking went there but he, sh- he should have scored that could you imagine Nathan Clark would have yeah. scored if he, you know, anywhere, anywhere <laughs> on target that was in he still know. still yeah. loves the O's too yeah. much love for the O's to score a last minute goal and the full time whistle followed shortly after as the O's pick up a point in an entertaining one all draw away to Halifax as the unbeaten run yeah, uh, continues. Um, Justin spoke to Dave Victor after the match and he said that his side deserved to get something from the game. Yeah. The football played in the first half was a credit to the football club. He was delighted with the impact that the players are having off the bench and his team just don't know when they're beaten and we're coming together as a club. Also, personally delighted for James Alabi to get his first goal for the club and he believed that they actually deserved more than a point and yeah. I'm listening to it as well. You know, it sounded like it was just frustrating. Yeah. You know, in the end, it's like a you know celebrating like a victory that we yeah. got a last minute goal. But you know, we if we were clinical in the first half, we would have should, won you know should have been out of sight. Yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. So league table in that draw sees us drop a place to third in the national league. So we have played ten, won five, drawn five, lost none. Goal difference of nine points twenty. I think looking good. We probably all have taken third. Oh yeah, uh, after sure. ten games and mm-hmm. to be unbeaten as well is mm-hmm. a fantastic achievement. So for me. What an ending. Yeah. Uh, and well played, James Larby, for getting that last minute goal, which means the unbeaten record is still intact. The late goal just shows the spirit, character, and belief that the team has. And if we're being critical of the team, we did miss a few chances, but we didn't lose after going a goal behind. It's mm-hmm. very important to keep that record going. Credit to Justin for getting both Matt Harold and James Larby on the pitch towards the end of the game in search of the equaliser. So he's clearly gone for it, he's not kind mm-hmm. of sat back. Uh, a massive kudos to the travelling away fans uh, for making the long journey. Yeah, I've seen effects. a couple of uh, Twitter. 
videos on Twitter yeah. everyone going absolutely mad when that went in yeah. so they deserve that because that's a long way it's amazing these days you see things on Twitter like as they're happening mm-hmm. or shortly after so thank you to everyone who posted um, a wave video so no views from Paul on Halifax anything else you want to add to the mix around Halifax uh, just I mean in the, in the light day you know they've won all their games yeah. another tough game after Tuesday night which was a physical game as well and the same 11 have played it's a good point very good point you know, it, it, before we you know, we, we weren't winning any home games so away games were, you know, we were having yeah. to win and put pressure on ourselves. But I think, you know, if you, you know, you win most of your home games and you pick up a point away, and I think we would have won that game on yeah. another day. A million percent, uh, yeah. You know, it's a good point. I, you know, the last couple of minutes when I was listening, I was not confident. I was thinking, oh, you know, this is it. You know, it's going to be tough to do the podcast tomorrow. We're going to have to <laughs> say, you know, how are we going to pick ourselves up from the first defeat? But, you know, fair play. They never know when... I mean, it's the third time we've scored. Yeah. You know, late on, away, away from home as well, at three tough places. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they'll be delighted with that. Yeah, I think um, I've seen a stat from Matt Bristow who said nine of the 16 goals this season have come in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. So, it shows it, how it'll fit work. again they are. Yeah, it works. I mean, if on Saturday, if we're 1-0 down, the other team will know that we're going to keep going to the last minute. It yeah. might play in the back of their mind. They might sit 10 yards deeper. You just don't know yeah. how yeah, it will have. You know, if, if we if we were playing a team who hadn't lost for team, you know, we'd probably be a little bit intimidated going to Harrogate. There, I didn't think I'd ever say that. But, you know, if they're still unbeaten <laughs> yeah. on top of the league... It's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's a tough game. They're scoring a lot of goals. They've not been beaten. So, yeah, something's got to give next week. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll... Uh, we'll see. So those are our views and your views. Again, these are all tweets that came into at Orient Hour. Look at Peter L. Davies. He says, this team never knows when it's being beaten. The confidence in the squad must be growing every week. At Essex Biz said, the team never gives up. Remember the last season when we said that? Absolutely buzzing for James Alaba. Yeah, Alan BR4029 says, what a dramatic ending. The first years were losing, then drawing, and then nearly lost it again. Another great point on the road. With all the chances created, it could have been free, but we'll take it. Ten unbeaten now, and great character from the lads. Uh, at Matty LOFC Evans, now unbeaten in 10, this team has the fight and desire to turn games around, something we didn't have last year. One point gained, nice to see a Larby score. At Jagsy 1979, it would have been heartbreaking for the run to end with a penalty, but this group never gives up, and I'm happy for James Alarby to get off the mark, gone from villain to saviour in an instant. 10 games unbeaten. At Gorillas 1985, so happy for Alarby, made himself a hero, especially after the sending off a couple of weeks ago. Still unbeaten, roll on Barnet at home. Sounds like we've missed a few easy chances again, but Brillo saving us again. What a keeper he's becoming for yeah, us. Yeah, Brillo, very important. CM Orientals is a good point along the way, but must take clear-cut chances when they're presented. Really pleased for Larby to get the goal. Onwards we march and 10 unbeaten. I never thought we'd be saying 10 games unbeaten mm. in the podcast. It's yeah, quite nice. We're to, doing well. But it's just, you've got to be winning the games as well. Yeah. You know, that was why after the first couple of games, we every you know some people were very positive and then the other people were a little bit more negative mm. and I was sort of looking at it you know we, we've drawn three games we might as well have you know got beat 6-0 yeah, yeah. at Salford you know held on against Seb's feet yeah. and then you know lost the next game we'd still be in the same point you know position as we were but obviously 10 games in further down the line we've learned how to win uh, 10 unbeaten is looking good Yeah, just got to you know same, keep winning the home games and nick the away games and that's how you know that's how you're going to be up there. You know, you look at, I think, Tranmere finished with 90 odd points the last two seasons yeah. and didn't finish top. That just shows you to get to 90 how points, how many, game, yeah, how yeah. many games you've got to win. You know, if you keep drawing all the time, you're not going to finish anywhere near the top two. So, yeah, you just need to keep keep winning and obviously, first half, be clinical. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
Ja. Ja. At Richie J. Bourne said, uh, should have killed the game off first half with possession and chances, but kept fighting to the end, which is what's needed to go up. Yeah, I think there's okay. Also tweeted saying we were averaging two points a game and if continued, that is automatic mm-hmm. promotion. Yeah, so yeah, for two sure. points a game, yeah, that's pretty pretty good point there uh, at Leighton Stonian said I would have settled for a draw before the game but we were so dominant first half a draw feels like a relief yes but we should have got all three points Halifax looked a lot weaker than Chesterfield and Solihull big thanks to Nathan Clark for missing that header at the end <laughs> at Brian underscore Ruby 1947 says we dictated play for 16 minutes soft penalty which was their first real effort on target looked like missed chances would cost us but we have rescued a well deserved point uh, at Orient Ballbag said uh, said it before I'll say it again pick points up on your travels win at home and we'll get promoted this team doesn't know when it's beat last time we had a team like that we nearly made the championships delighted for a lobby first of many yeah. and I agree with that as well yeah absolutely Big TB47 says Justin has installed resilience in this Orient team when the forwards click we will trounce somebody well done James Larby you've answered some critics keep it going that's a good point mm-hmm. I think one day we are going to absolutely mm. thump a team yeah. but I, 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 we, I was saying to my dad there, there's literally no easy games no. Even, even in League 2 you know on a Tuesday night if you've got a couple of early goals that'll be it you know you'd have yeah. a comfortable 3 or 4 nil, you know win and that was it In this, even the teams who are bottom they're all fit and you know if you're only one nil up they'll stay in the game it doesn't matter what if they've got no quality at all they'll still get something out of the game and they'll believe that you know that they can get something out of the game. Case in point was yeah. Gateshead in the FA Trophy yeah. where they were three nil down exactly. and he just from four forwards. Yeah. And then, well, we all know what happened on that, mm. didn't we? Yeah, I mean, literally every game. Not, I mean, the last <laughs> two games we played teams in great form. Yeah. But, you know, even if you play the team, you know, in the bottom four, that, you know, you've got to be on your game. I think that's why it's so tough. Whereas yeah. sometimes in something League One or League Two, you'd have a couple of gimmies, they wouldn't turn up. You know, no doubt we will smash someone somehow, yeah. but hopefully that'll be for our good play and not because, yeah. you know, yeah, the team. You know, I know good. A hey, good point. Yeah, at Strongo 43, it says, good that we got no bookings again today. Got one of the best disciplinary records now, which could be crucial come December regarding lack of suspensions. Yeah, great point there, Martin. I haven't even thought about that, but mm-hmm. great to see. Yeah, I've, I've, basically we, no we've been hard, put. but fair in every game I've yeah. seen. I've not seen a bad tackle in any of the games. I'd say maybe a lot, maybe a lot of it, man. Other than that. Yeah, no, you know, I would agree. We, we, you know, we've, all the players, hard but fair. Yeah. When some of the other teams we faced, have just been you know, particularly there. at home, yeah. I know that's a tactic you have to use away from home if you're a smaller club coming to a big club, you know, in this league, you know, like Orient. But yeah, some of the you know the tackles have been a bit over the top. But I think whenever we've gone into it, we you know we've gone into it well. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that keeps it up. Um, at Davex one two three said need to be more clinical in front of goal. Justin has built a good squad with resilience and determination, something we've not seen here for years. Yeah, nice to see keywords come through like resilience and determination. AC Swim says it's those last minute save points and fighting spirit that reminds me of the thirteen fourteen season. There's a long way to go, mm-hmm. but a great start. Yeah, it does. Us a few of the pictures, obviously, of all the staff yeah, and all the players jumping on each other and in the crowd. It does remind you of that. I know, but obviously that. Didn't get the job done that year. Hopefully this year we don't have to do the playoffs. It's hard not to get too carried away at the moment. Yeah. You see like the unbeaten record, see these photos, mm-hmm. see all the great work going on outside the club and inside the club, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, well, this, this could be it. But mm-hmm. at the you same time, got, you're like, I don't want to get yeah, too. At the moment, everyone's just looking forward to the next game, really. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it was, oh, it's going to be tough. We've got a game Tuesday, Saturday. And I bet you they're gutted they've not got a game on Tuesday now. Oh, yeah, so he'd, he'd want to keep yeah. with, and the team would want to keep playing. And, you know, got to wait the whole week. And he's, he was, we were saying it was a shame that we didn't have the Barnet game at home 
yesterday when it was international weekend they could have done a could have got you know, off for kids I, yeah. think, I mean I think there'll be a big crowd on Saturday anyway I reckon there'll be at least six yeah based on the away attendance yeah Barnet will bring quite a few yeah they might bring a thousand I suppose yeah. if they're lucky but, um, yeah I, I think they'll and they deserve a big crowd as well because you know they're playing well you know we've seen a lot of goals a lot of victories a lot of hard work at the moment at home yeah. whereas the last obviously the last season bringing anyone to Orient uh, they're not going to come back <laughs> after what they've seen particularly Tuesday nights so final word, then I'll let you do the final uh, word. Yeah, back. final word. Um, LOFC Chaz summed it up. He said, nice to see an Orient team who are starting to show some passion as the fans to dig in and grind out results. Thought Craig Clay was superb today. All play revolves around him. Joe Whittleson doesn't, doesn't know what a bad game is. Superb again. Also good to see a Larby score get off the mark. Potentially could get a start after scoring. Um, with Coroma looking out of sorts today, things are still looking good. Something I did like with the goal celebration is that Craig Clay obviously had his leg in ice or something. He had a massive Yeah, I saw him stumbling leg. down the and line. And you see him stumbling yeah. down the line to join. I thought that was a real testament and kind of shows again that the belief and the togetherness that this squad has. So those are all tweets this week that come into our own outlook. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets. So you can tweet us at our own outlook or you can email us or an outlook at outlook.com and a shameless plug for our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So if you're not following already, please get following. So Prediction League update, there was a huge amount of predictions uh, yesterday. We won't read them all out as there honestly were so many, but well done to everyone who predicted one all. So get three points. So it currently means that Pills the Doman leads the Orient Prediction League so far this season on 12 points, followed by Rob Nathan 77 and Tony underscore Antonio on 11 points and currently on 10 points. Eastside Orient, Mark Shepherd underscore 79 at Stephen Orient and at YT1997 LOFC. And the full table is on our Facebook page. And as always, thank you for all your predictions. Before a match day now, it's around about 150 to 200 predictions coming mm-hmm. in. And then we have to manually work out who's got them right. So, yeah, thanks for all the predictions that we got. Yeah. Moving on to yeah. today, happy birthday to XO's manager, Frank Clark. Yeah, happy birthday to Frank. And the ladies' team were also in action and beat Stevenage 2 0 thanks to a brace from Lisa Forgents. And well done, ladies. And since we were recording the podcast, I think Joby McEnough was named in the National League Team of the Week from mm-hmm. performance yesterday. So, Joby. Still picking up the plaudits. Yeah. Still one game when people said he was a bit off, uh, off colour and he's in the team of the week. Yeah, so well done to Joby McEnough. So let's round this up in it just over the hour mark. Matt, do you want to do the fantasy football update? Yeah, Tim Roberts leads the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League with 291 points. Amazingly, Stephen Paul have the same amount of points, 201. Yeah. don't know if there's a bit of dodgy gains on there uh, and our 92nd and 94th respectively yeah dream team update I'm still top of the Outlook dream team league but only just I'm tired on 220 points with Julian Lindington in second place Paul this one can't catch me he's on 153 points finds himself in 53rd which leads us to the positives and negatives of the past week so Matt you want to do uh, positives I mean obviously the main positive the unbeaten run continues yeah I mean it won't come that as close to ever ending as mm-hmm. having to get a 91st minute equaliser but like we said I think the longer that run continues the more confidence gets mm-hmm. still the more other teams will look at it and exactly. go wow these boys haven't lost a game this season yeah uh, Nick obviously another clean sheet on Tuesday night against yeah. a decent team very good yeah I mean did ride our, le- you know, ride our luck at some points but obviously Brill, defence was superb. And then yesterday, and obviously we've only conceded from a penalty, not from yeah. open play again. Yeah. I know it doesn't count as a clean sheet. But, but yeah. you know, we've gone to a good team away from home. I know they probably didn't show it yesterday, uh, but I think that was mainly for our good play. Yeah, uh, you know We've gone there and you know made them look a couple of leagues below us, yeah. um, fell behind to the penalty, and then obviously showed the confidence, still keep coming and 
got the goal in the end, deserved yeah. that. Uh, and the main positive, we're third in the National League. Yeah. We're still within sight. I mean, I think I was being realistic. I would have said playoffs for the squad and the players we had, but they're showing, you know, same as Macclesfield last season, you wouldn't have, if you know, if you had to pick any of their players to be in our team, you probably wouldn't have taken any of them. No, good point. Uh, but obviously the sum of all parts, whatever the saying goes, yeah. uh, looks like that's working for us at the moment and we're well placed. Yeah. A tough game against Barnet. Tough game against Barnet. They've won five on the trot, typical. For yeah. that. They you know, couldn't buy a win. If we win, though, we could be top mm-hmm. on Saturday if the yeah. dogs go away. And then obviously away to Harrogate. Yeah. Big week. Potentially, yeah, top again. Yeah. So, Big two weeks Yeah, all just been unlucky. Literally, these all the fixtures this month have been against informed teams. Yeah. But we still, you know, haven't touched wood, haven't lost the game. Yeah. And just got to carry on. But winning the home games is the must. Yeah. You know, if, if someone offered you three points against Barnet and a point against Harrogate, Take I think we take that all day long now. Yeah. But I think they'll be thinking they can go and win both. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the way they're playing at the moment. Yeah. Just got to keep staying confident and playing the way we're playing. I think they'll rest up this week and we'll see. So what happens. Probably same same eleven again, I'm guessing, next week. Would have thought barring any injuries I'll mm. probably say. I know Clay yeah. who, you know, Clay had a knock the other day when he was limping and I think when Lee came off he had a dead leg, but I mean they're gonna be That should be hopefully yeah, rest it up this week. Saturday, yeah. So negatives in so obviously David Mooney leaving the O's but mm-hmm. always forever in our hearts and our last negative only could find two for the week chances, <laughs> chances wasted on yeah. Saturday more clinical performance yeah. than we're talking could, about could have been a very comfortable second half yeah. if we were 2-0 1-0 2-0 up they would have had to have come out a lot more than they did yeah. um, but you know we've taken a point against a, another informed team particularly at home so they'll be I mean like we said Last week, if you would have offered us three points on Tuesday and a point at Halifax, yeah, we would have said, yeah. Six, yeah. And that's the way they've got to keep targeting it, really. Yeah. Win your home games, nick a point away and win, a, you know, win some away games against hopefully some of the inferior teams, if there's such a thing in the league. Yeah. And then hopefully we should be where we want to be. So Hero of the Week then. So we decided to take Hero of the Week to Twitter. And based over the last two games, we nominated the following players. So James Alabi, who had to get a nomination for following mm-hmm. his last-minute goal. McCauley Bond, as he put in, you know, two strong performances and scored on Tuesday. He, he night. still works so hard. I know it's it's hard yeah. with Bond because even though he doesn't score and mm-hmm. maybe might miss, you highlight his misses. What mm-hmm. he does for the team is still yeah. He he works hard and he. I know it's on Tuesday. He was working hard and taking a lot of hits off their big guys so that Karoma can do the work on the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good which point. you know he, he was taking hits all day long. You know, winning the ball in the air. He, he's good in the air. Really he's good. not. He's not huge. But he wins his fair share in the air, particularly against the lumps in this league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, his hold-up play this season, I think, has been a lot Super. better than last season. Yeah. And he's his touch has improved as well. Yeah, you, can, you can tell that, you know, a couple of the teams at the beginning of the season at home where we played, we, I was saying to my dad, they look at the Eli Barrow. They look a good team. And you think if they would have had a bond up front, someone with that sort of quality... They'd be, be doing a lot more damage yeah, yeah. than they were. Yeah, I think maybe that's the difference. Hopefully, come the end of the season, that we've got a player like Bonu. Hopefully, he's got to be on 25, 30 yeah. goals again, and that'll be the difference between us and you know the also range yeah. in midfield. Yeah, good point. Fingers crossed there. Dean Brill also got a nomination based on some well, two fantastic yeah, performances. Yeah, last couple of games particularly, he's been superb. And Miles Judd again, two fantastic performances. We did have to leave mm-hmm. out obviously Willowson, who's been very good, mm-hmm. and obviously Marvin, who's had two great games. Mm-hmm. As you can only kind of nominate four people on the Twitter poll, so we had two hundred and twenty-four votes. The results were in fourth place, Macaulay Bomb on only one percent. That's probably Macaulay who voted <laughs> himself there. Miles Judd on eleven percent. I probably would have voted for Judd. It was very tight between the top two. Uh, so in second place on forty-three percent of the vote. Was James Allaby who was leading for most of the day, but the hero of the week with forty five percent of the vote 
was Dean Brill. So massive well done there to Dean Brill. Well deserved. Yeah, uh, sensational week for Dean. So thank you for all of your votes uh, on that one. Uh, moving on, next week's fixtures. Only one fixture coming up for the O's this week. Uh, got the week off and no midweek game. Uh, then we welcome Barnet to the Brower Group Stadium on Saturday the 15th of September. They're ninth in the league and uh, finding a bit of form. They won, was it 1-0? Yeah, 1-0 yesterday, yeah. Uh, and that's five on the chop for them. Yeah, they're starting so to they're, really click They're really now. starting to do. So that's going to be you know, a tough game on Saturday. Yeah. Not just a London derby. You know, probably... I can't think of any other teams that will probably bring more than Barnet will. I know it'll only be a thousand or so, but be a good game. Good yeah, it should be a good atmosphere, and hopefully just keep it up. But you know, another tough game. Yeah, um, just got to put our heads down and keep working hard. The same we've done last couple of home games. Yeah, it's important to make obviously the stadium as loud and as mm-hmm. atmospheric as it was on Tuesday. I say it was fantastic on Tuesday night. So if you go in and happen to see us, please come and say hello, Adam. Who was on the podcast last week said he had two people come and say hello to him. Yeah, he's like a uh, celebrity now. End. I spoke to him this week. <laughs> he, was walking, walk, he was walking down Layton High Road high fiving people. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And don't forget to pre order The Challenge Culture by Nigel Travis today at Amazon.co.uk, which is out in 10 days' time on Tuesday, the 18th of September. Sure to be a good read. We look forward to reading all the stories about the O's that Nigel has to write so that's it then so I'm yeah. now I'll let you wrap up thanks for podcast uh, debut oh, thank you very much for having me uh, thanks for joining us for episode 151 it's been another busy week at the O's uh, on the pitch two difficult fixtures taking four points from six after beating Solihull at home in one of the best home performances in recent years and following it up with an away draw at Halifax on Saturday thanks to that injury time equaliser from James Alabi uh, off the pitch the club have listened to the fans regarding catering which is a great sign Whilst David Mooney left the club after not featuring at all this season, good luck to him. We'll be back next week with episode 152 with all the information and views you could ever need. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give the podcast a review. Uh, And if you're listening on SoundCloud, tune in Stitcher, add us to your favourites. We're also on the Amazon Alexa and on Google Podcasts, apparently. Uh, That way you have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you have an older relative, a loved one who you think will like the podcast, tell them about it, make sure they're listening. You know, we get an amazing amount of listens and engagement, but there's still loads of people who say, what is a podcast? And that is completely unacceptable uh, in our world. So please tell everyone you can about the podcast. And if you like it, why not buy a podcast mug? Only one for £7, two for £12. We can hand them over at match days for free. Do, or... I, do I get a freebie for doing the podcast? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> in my daughter's room. I'll go up now and get you the freebie, the, uh, the freebie for doing it. So if you want a mug, please get in contact. We can do them for you and we can also post them out to you for £3. So Matt, a fantastic Orient Outlook podcast day. Thank, thank you for having me. For joining us. Any shout outs you want to make? I think you're saying it was your uh, dad's birthday. I'll just say a yeah, shout out to my dad Howard. It was his birthday on Monday. Uh, 56 years old he's been going down to work for over 50 years so uh, he's due a good season well fingers (laughs) crossed aren't we all so we look forward to hearing from you Matt thank you very much and as always keep calm have a great week happy new year to all our Jewish listeners and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's